The work you do for your clients feels fulfilling and impactful, but running a business? That feels hard. You're not only in charge of your client work, you're also head of marketing, management, admin, client satisfaction, systems and processes. Yeah, it can feel overwhelming. That's where this podcast comes in. You're listening to The Simple Business Show with me, Nisha Woolery. Each week, we'll discuss simple ways to start, market, and organize your service-based business. My mission? To teach solopreneurs how to simplify their business so they can earn more money by doing less stuff. Let's dive in. Just want to give a quick shout out to this week's sponsor, my free masterclass, The Simple 10-Step Plan to Organize Your Service-Based Business Even If You Have No Time. If you've been feeling stressed and overwhelmed from doing hashtag all the things in your biz and you're ready to stress less, work less hours, but make more money, this masterclass is for you. You'll not only learn my simple 10-step framework to organizing your business, you'll also learn how organizing it can double your income. No exaggeration, I'll even show you how one of my students achieved this. Go to nishawillery.com slash masterclass to sign up today. Hey everyone, I hope that you're having a wonderful end to your year and I hope that you're feeling reared and ready to go for this new year. It is December the 7th right now as I record this. I've got my cup of tea and I've got my lamp on. It's 10 o'clock in the morning and I just felt like talking to you. So I felt like sharing behind the scenes of my new year planning process because I have three questions that I have asked myself this morning while journaling that I think could really help you as well when it comes to planning a purposeful new year. Before we jump into that, I want to say that I know that this time of year can be very different for different people. Some of you may be so excited and filled with hope for the new year. Maybe you've got some really exciting plans to look forward to, or maybe you don't have any plans currently, but you just feel so much hope for what is to come. Or maybe you're feeling the opposite. Maybe you are battling with grief at this time of year. Maybe this time of year brings up bad memories for you, or maybe you just don't feel that hopeful for what is to come. If there are any of you who are feeling the latter right now, I want you to know that that is okay and that you are not alone. There are so, so many people all over the world who feel the exact same way come this time of the year. And something that always helps me whenever I am going through a tough time or season is to remember that this won't last. This will pass. When I think back to times where I've had a tough time before and I thought it would just never end, It did end and I did experience really happy, beautiful, extraordinary days again. And the same applies to you. If that applies to me and it happens to me, then the same applies to you. 
I hope that that comforts someone at least who is listening right now and not feeling that great about the new year. Now I do want to go into the three questions for you to consider when planning a purposeful new year. But before I do, I want to discuss what a purposeful new year even means. When I say purposeful, I mean intentional. I mean creating a year that feels good to you and living according to your own expectations and not the expectations that other people have pushed on you or society has pushed on you. There are goals, I believe, that a lot of us take on or things that a lot of us do that we actually don't really want to do deep down or that actually don't really matter to us. Maybe we would secretly even like to do something else, but that's not the norm. Or people have said that you have to do things a certain way. Or society has said that you should make this goal a priority. You should be doing this at this point in your life. And so we make those things our goals. We take them on as our goals and definitions for success. Common things could be getting married, having kids, buying a house. There is nothing wrong with any of those things. Fantastic for you if those things are happening in your life right now and it's what you really want. But if you are someone who perhaps doesn't want those things or it's something else that you don't want and you're going for it anyway, this is the time to really think about what you want. And to really think about not just going with the flow and living life according to other people's expectations of you, but living life according to your expectations for your own life. What do you want your life to look like? What do you want your new year to be filled with? Those are questions that you need to ask if you want to live not only an intentional and purposeful new year, but an intentional life. There's an audiobook that I am currently listening to called The Top Five Regrets of the Dying, which I'm sure many of you will have heard of. And the regret that sticks out the most to me is, I wish I'd had the courage to live a life true to myself, not the life others expected of me. Now, there are other top five regrets, like I I wish I hadn't worked so hard. I wish I'd had the courage to express my feelings. I wish I'd stayed in touch with my friends and I wish I had let myself be happier. But for now, let's focus on that first regret. I wish I'd had the courage to live a life true to myself, not the life others expected of me. When planning goals for a brand new year, Really try and ask yourself with each goal that you create, is this a goal that I am setting so that I can live the life that others expect of me, so that I can fit in or I can please others or because I just think this is what I should be doing? Or am I setting this goal because this will help me live a life true to myself, even if others don't understand your goal? Question number one for you to consider when planning out your brand new year is, in one year, what will I wish I'd started today? 
this question is going to help you uncover which goals will really matter the most to you. Imagine yourself, close your eyes for a moment. Imagine that it is the end of December next year and you are looking back over everything that has happened in your life and that you have done and the decisions you've made over the last 12 months. Now imagine that you feel disappointment about something, about not doing something. What would that be? What is the first thing that came to your mind? For me, when I was journaling on this, I wrote looking for a boat and renovating it. Now, I think that I will be disappointed if I don't at least try that. I think that I will look back and think to myself, oh, if only I'd just gone for this 12 months ago, I could have found my perfect boat and converted it and it would be my very own by now. I could have vlogged the entire thing by now, which if you listen to this podcast, you know that that is one of my other goals is to start vlogging, even if it's just for myself. And I, along with buying that boat, I think I would have started a brand new Instagram account. It's one I've actually had for a really long time and never told anybody about. So I have the username, but I would love to document the renovation process on that Instagram account. Now, these are all things that I have been thinking about all year now. Will I do them next year? Who knows? Maybe I will, maybe I won't. But if I don't, I do think that a part of me will feel disappointed. And that means that this goal really matters to me. And if I want to create an intentional life and an intentional new year, this shows me that this is a goal that really I could prioritise to help me live that intentional life and go for the things that I want to do, go for the things that matter. At the end of the day, what I have been thinking when it comes to this particular dream is that even if I don't like it, even if I waste money or lose money, even if I decide this isn't actually for me, I think that I will be happier knowing that I tried and I really went for something that my intuition was pulling me towards than having regret in one year time that in one year's time sorry that I didn't at least try what will you wish that you had started today I know that for many of you this is going to be things like quitting your nine to five or starting your business it's most likely going to be scary stuff to be honest with you it's going to be scary stuff it might even be stuff that other people tell you not to do. For example, I went for a walk on the weekend with some family members of mine, one of whom I haven't seen for a while. And they're all aware that I am currently thinking about looking for and buying a boat. And I have actually been looking around at boats. And one of my family members took it upon herself to join me on this walk and tell me all the reasons why I shouldn't do this. Reasons that I have thought of, by the way, but all the reasons why I should not do this. 
And she was using a lot of language like, I could never X, Y, Z, or I just would never X, Y, Z. And uh, using, you know, using reasons to me like, I think if you were married, this would be a good adventure for the two of you to go on. But as a solo female boater, I don't think that you should do this. I say solo because I would be living solo, but I'm not single. Just clarifying that. But um, there are things like this that my family members say to me. And it's coming from a good place. They are trying to protect me. They're trying to make sure that I live a safe and happy life. It's just that sometimes when our family members come in with all of this unsupportive uh, stuff and they tell us why we shouldn't do what we really want to do, it is often because they wouldn't do it themselves. And somebody who wouldn't make a decision that you are making doesn't understand why you would make it. And because of that, they're simply projecting that onto you. That is all that that experience is. They are just trying to keep you safe. It's almost like the voice in your head that we all have, that fear-based voice that is telling us not to do the thing that we intuitively really want to do. The thing that we actually know would be really good for us, or the thing that we just feel so excited about. We often have this, you know, this almost like a voice in our head that's saying, don't, I don't think I should do this actually. This is too scary. What if this happens? What if that happens? I like to call it the what if voice, the voice of doom and gloom and fear. And all it is doing is trying to protect you. That is all that it's doing. It's just that sometimes that protection is actually self-sabotage. It's actually stopping you from taking risks that could be really good for you. This episode is sponsored by my premium course, Organize and Automate. Working for yourself can be stressful. Your clients are late providing you with the assets you need to start their project. Your projects finish, but your clients are still emailing you with millions of questions. And getting them to pay you on time is like tearing yourself away from a four-hour binge session of This Is Us. Not going to happen. That show is awesome. If that sounds like you, don't worry. I've got you. Head to organizeandautomate.com slash podcast and join today to organize your entire freelance business in just two weeks on the side of your regular routine. So you can finally put an end to these client issues and stop stressing out. So we have that fear-based voice in our head that is trying to stop us from doing these things. We sometimes have family members that try and stop us from, you know, going for our dreams. Maybe that is the case for you. Maybe, for instance, you want to give up your nine-to-five job and you have that fear-based voice in your head saying, don't do it. Think about the income. (laughs) Think about the stability you know, uh, or you have your family members saying, oh, I wouldn't do that because look at the economy and, you know, I could never run my own business. Think about how hard that's going to be. 
I'm sure we've all had somebody say that to us. All of us entrepreneurs who are full-time business owners, I'm sure somebody has said that to us in the past, all of us. Regardless of all of those fear-based thoughts, I want you to put that aside. Put aside what friends and family, well-meaning friends and family, have said to you. And simply ask yourself, what will I wish I had started today in one year's time? I want you to really think about that question. And also, think about if you do listen to all the friends and family and the fearful voice, what will you be disappointed that you allowed those things to influence you on? Now, moving on to question number two, what am I disappointed I didn't do or achieve this year and why? This one is a pretty heavy question. I don't want you to dwell on it too, too much because I know that sometimes it's hard to to think about the things that you were disappointed did not go your way. But think about that question for a second. What am I disappointed I didn't do or achieve this year and why? Whatever you carry disappointment about not doing or perhaps doing and, you know, you're regretting it this year, that holds a sign for you on what maybe matters a lot to you. You're feeling disappointment for a reason because this thing matters to you. So that shows you that maybe this is something that you can turn into a goal for next year. For instance, let's say that you are disappointed that you didn't start working four days a week instead of five this year, like you said that you would at the start of the year. Maybe instead you hustled, 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 you burned out, you missed out on some of the things that you really wanted to do this year, some of the hobbies that you wanted to try, and you're just disappointed. You think to yourself, oh, I really wish that I had just stuck with my guns and made that four-day work week happen. If that is, you know, something that perhaps came straight to your mind, then you know that that is something that you can prioritise in the following year, because clearly it matters to you or else you wouldn't feel any kind of way, any kind of emotion towards that. Right, so the third question that we're going to move on to, the third and final question is, who am I jealous of and why? And on a scale of one to ten, How much does what they have achieved or done or have or lived this year, how much on a scale of one to 10 does that matter to me? Jealousy is actually a, it's, well, first of all, it's seen as a very negative emotion. None of us like to feel jealous of other people. I remember feeling jealous earlier in this year and I hated myself for it. I was like, Nisha, why are you feeling this way? This just makes you feel really low and pulls you down. And instead of thinking that way, whenever you feel jealous of someone, whether that is another business owner who is doing things in the online space that you wish that you could do, or it's someone in in your personal life, Instead of looking at jealousy as a bad emotion, why not look at it as a sign that is showing you what matters to you 
and that is showing you what you perhaps need to make more significant in your life, what you perhaps need to work on more in your own life. Maybe it's showing you all of these things. But like I said, it's it's really important to also accompany the, the question of who am I jealous of and why with the question on a scale of one to 10, how much does what they have or what they've done matter to me? Because we can either be jealous of someone because they are doing something that society is telling us that we should do. Notice I said should, and you can't see me, but I'm doing like air quotes, <laughs> like should do. Sometimes we can feel jealous of someone who is doing something we feel we should do or we should want. That doesn't mean we actually do want it. Doesn't mean we actually have to do it. And then we can be jealous of someone because they are doing something that does really matter to us or they are living in a way that actually we would really love to live ourselves. Or there was another instance where I felt a bit jealous this year where I looked at another person and their spirituality and what they had and I compared my spirituality to hers and I really dug deep into why do I feel jealous about this and I realised that it is because I associate or I have associated uh, how spiritual I am with how worthy of love I am so that showed me that actually that is the real reason why I am, am jealous of this and that what I really need to work on as well as my spirituality yes it, it was an indicator that okay this is something that clearly I am feeling I need to work on it also showed me that what I actually needed to work on was self-worth and one more instance of jealousy for you, because I honestly, I'm a human being. I obviously, <laughs> obviously uh, feel jealousy at times. I looked at certain people who were living a certain lifestyle, like van lifers and narrowboaters, and I felt jealous of them because they had had the guts to just go for it. And that really showed me something that perhaps matters to me. And it, it served as an example for me of what I perhaps could prioritise in the new year. And then there was another instance where I felt jealous of someone because she just seemed more like spiritual than me. And I did feel jealous of that. And I also noticed that that came with some self-worth issues of my own, like relating how spiritual I am to how worthy I am of love, which... I, it's just something that I'm working on within myself. <laughs> but um, that was a sign to me that actually this does really matter to me. Like spirituality does really matter to me. And I'm feeling jealous of this person because this matters to me and because I haven't really been trying as hard as I would like to with this thing. Whatever it is for you, it could be business, it could be fitness it could be relationships have a look at like where you feel jealous and whether that jealousy is because this thing actually matters a lot to you and if it does really matter to you and it's something you really want in your life then what are the next steps that you can take in the new year to make that happen for yourself 
Okay, so those are the three questions that I hope that you will consider when planning a purposeful new year. I'm going to quickly go through them again. In one year, what will I wish I'd started today? What am I disappointed I didn't do or achieve this year and why? And who am I jealous of and why? On a scale of one to 10, how much does doing what they did or living how they lived matter to me? Use those three questions as journal prompts and I assure you that you will uncover goals that will help you live a wildly aligned and intentional new year. So that is it from this episode. If you enjoyed this one, I really would appreciate it if you share it with a friend or you share it on your Instagram story so that other online service providers can use this episode themselves and hopefully benefit from this episode too. Thank you for listening and I'll speak to you soon. Hey friend, thanks for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe to the show so you never miss future episodes. And if you're feeling extra motivated by what was discussed today, I would seriously appreciate it if you'd open up the Apple Podcast app on your phone and leave a super quick review. Honestly, your reviews tell iTunes that this podcast is worth listening to and iTunes then gets this show in front of more solopreneurs so they can get the help they need to bring more inner calm to their business. Okay, that's it from me today. Thank you for listening and I will speak to you soon.